Welcome everybody to Becky Left the Chat. This is the Mixtapes episode and this is March 1992's music event. Uh, this month we are actually joined by a good friend of ours, Mr. Daniel. Hey Dan. Hello people. And it's me, your host Pat, and your co-host Jen. Hi. So uh, as we kind of started last month, we're, we're going to dive into you know three different things here. Albums, music videos, as well as singles. Um, this month we kind of looked through the albums little bit of slim pickings i thought uh there was a really cool um tool ep called opiate we listened to that there's no doubts self-titled album a lot of uh really wild backstory to that i think anyway i think it's pretty cool we'll talk about that um and bruce springsteen came out with another album um not really a banger so we're not really <laughs> gonna talk about that uh we grabbed a couple singles what some may consider some of the uh greatest videos and some of the most downloaded songs of all time and streamed songs of all time in Under the Bridge and Come As You Are. And uh, just for Jen, because she loves it, Achy Breaky Heart. So let's uh, dive <laughs> right think, in. You think I love it? <laughs> um, the three things you love the most in this world. Mullets. Check. Mayhem. Check. And bulletproof mullets. So Check. he had a mullet, then he put the mullet into a pony mullet, and there's no way anyone was going to get through that. Nothing. No amount of guns, ammunition, yeah. nothing. Right, Dan? That's a fact. We literally watched it and just thought to ourselves, my goodness, this man's daughter is going to take on the world and just destroy <laughs> it very soon. And you could tell with that level of his uh, mullet energy. So everybody, let's uh, let's get started here. Dan, you're our guest. Why don't you give us a little bit of a background about uh, what you like about music and 90s music? Uh, I mean what a time to be alive like just we were kind of talking about this before the fact that all of this was happening at the same time like if you were on the planet and didn't know every word to achy breaky heart like <laughs> just get out of here like you're lying to yourself and all the other stuff like red hot chili peppers same thing like you couldn't get away from any of that yep. um no doubt was just coming on the scene but um like so much of it's just there's so much good music and, and good shit going on in the world at this point yeah and i think what's really cool about this month specifically is it's a little bit of a down month from what we had the past few months and i think 92 in general isn't as um you know considered like as great as maybe 91 because a lot of stuff that came out in 91 like we were just mentioning before right toward the tail end of the year you had use your illusion one and two you had never mind you had all this stuff all coming onto the scene right around then so to have all of that stuff at the same time and just be in this jam-packed year, there's a lot of good hip-hop there that came out in 91 as well. 92 is a little bit slower, but not not a ton. Um, I really think what's really awesome about this is where the videos we watched, one is a ska video, straight ska video, just made shoestring budget, $5,000. They put up the money themselves from going on tour with Rage Against the Machine, 311, like all these other bands. <laughs> right. I'll go through the list when we talk about it, but like they literally went on tour to finance that video that they made um, for themselves, which is really cool. Never made it to v um, VH1 or MTV, which is what they tried, but we know it's going to work out for Gwen in the long run. Um, I think no doubt it's going to break through, but it's just really cool <laughs> to kind of see that and definitely to contrast against these other videos. Like, under the bridge i mean i've seen that video like a million times <laughs> wild video come as you are we were, we were kind of roasting that a little as we were watching it uh how the gun didn't age so well and then you have just achy breaky heart the classic like country 
I'm gonna show you me jamming out <laughs> while everyone else is just line dancing to whatever they want in the middle of, in the middle of my concert. Like just whatever great. They want. <laughs> like concert footage of a line dance is just so weird. I, like I just such a concept. Because you know that the music wasn't actually playing correctly at the time, so you right. know that they're just kind of just doing it and just living a life. So we'll start first with the albums, just to kind of I, I think get them out of the way a little bit. Um, Tool Opiate actually they. You were telling me that they came out with a new one, like, yesterday or this week? Yeah, I, I, I want to say it's a, I, I would assume, a 30-year thing. I'm not a math person. but <laughs> so it, it, it would like, be. It would be. Because we're so talking like, about 30 years ago. So, you're And right. this is, it's a weird, like, it's not considered an album, but it is an album. And, like, I don't know. It's weird because it's not a single where there's only, like, two tracks on it. Because I think there's five or six tracks. But right. More than a more than a single, less than an album, which is okay. Like it's Tool, so you, you just do you Tool. But <laughs> I mean, what is your relationship to Tool, Jen? Like, what was your relationship to them? When did you hear them? Like, did you hear? Did you ever hear this EP? I think you said you maybe you owned it. I owned it, but I didn't like hear it in '92. I mean, not that I didn't hear it, but I didn't own sure. it in '92. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure I had the cassette, the Billy Ray Cyrus A Game Breaking Heart <laughs> oh, cassette. Know, we know you so, have that. We, we'll I get mean, to it. We'll get to it. I don't know if I was really into Tool yet, but I was really into Tool in my teenage years. So I did own this album. Just to be a completionist, you would say, probably, right? At that no, because I really liked them and I wanted to own it. What about you, Dan? Um, same. I like. I I came into it late, um, but like Undertow was the first full album released by them. But it was like that. I think that was ninety three. Yeah, that's next year. Yeah. Um, so it's about the same time and everything. But like my oldest brother got into him first, and then of course you know I stole the CD and all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> like that's what you do with your siblings. Mm-hmm. So um, I came by it um, a little bit after the fact, but it was still like you know we still had Pearl Jam, we still had Nirvana, we like we had all of that music that's kind of in that same vein, but like offshoots. So. Right. You know, I wasn't rocking the the mullet and <laughs> just line dancing my life away to Achy Breaky Heart, but I can't say that I choices didn't, were like, made. I didn't line choices up were made. the day of the release to get um, opiate. Yeah, I mean, I'm a we're all kind of in the same you know same pot of the uh, elder millennial qualification. Calm here. down with the word elder. Uh, that's what <laughs> that's what they call it. us. So I mean, it, it is what it is. Like we're all kind of children of the early '80s. So for us. Um, like, I didn't own this album. I probably got introduced and listened to Tool more towards the end of the 90s. So I got a yeah. lot of, you know, like, 97, 98, 99, somewhere around there. A lot, you know, Stink Fist, those kind of songs. Mm-hmm. Um, you just kind of heard it, and it was something stark and different. I mean, I was not a huge fan of Nine Inch Nails, right? It just wasn't. Um, never really necessarily have been, but I feel like Tool's kind of along the same vein of that, like, in, I guess maybe same call feel. It industrial yeah. type yeah. music. For sure. Um, and I mean, this one, you listen to it now, it's really, you can hear the roots, you can hear it growing and taking its own, um, shape. That's kind of what we did when we listened to this, or I did when I listened to this. Um, and I really could see the, the groundwork for where their sound is going to go from here. And again, to kind of go back and I think we're going to harp on this a bunch this month specifically, like just each one of these bands and these songs, you're hearing just the divergence of music right it's just going in so many different directions and just branching out completely but you can really hear like all the foundation because chili pepper is going to own a lot of the 90s nirvana we know it's going to be a supernova until until you know kurt cobain passes i mean billy ray cyrus he's uh, a musician <laughs> People enjoy his music. And now we have Miley. And now we have Miley. Yes. <laughs> That's it. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think we kind of covered Opiate. Not really a ton there um, in terms of good songs that came out that are really were played a lot on the radio or that we're kind of, you know, remembering here. You guys want to put a pin in that one? Move yeah. on. Uh, Bruce Springsteen came out with the album Human Touch. It was an album. I looked at it. There was mm-hmm. no real songs that I thought that we heard. Mm-hmm. I uh, Yeah, no, I listened to it, it and I was like, I don't. Put it on the playlist and was like, okay. Um, and I think that's really the thing with him is I think he is a real volume shooter and has a lot of work that he puts out. And some of it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Other stuff, it just kind of bounces off you. Um, kind of like Stephen King. You just keep putting stuff out. That's and it. Like, a lot it, of it. <laughs> but but it's also like one of those things where he puts so much out that it's really hard to even sometimes appreciate how amazing that is to be able to put out that much work and put out that much music and really the accompaniments and having the E Street Band and doing all this right. other stuff. Like if you really listen to his sound and listen to to some of the, you know, they had a documentary I think um, about when he was making one of his albums in the seventies. Just really cool to listen to the process and it's just to hear people that love music, especially now Dave Grohl's on tour. He's out there talking about how much he loves music. And it's really cool to hear these people that are just really, you can tell they're just there because they love music. They're not there because they're like, I, this is my vehicle to make millions of dollars. Right. They Springsteen doesn't music. need money. Like, right. He doesn't need to be touring. He doesn't need to do anything. But, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All of it is because he wants to tell a story and he's a storyteller. And so I, you know, this, I didn't care for this story. I'll leave that at that. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I was the target audience again for the story, but... I don't know. What about you, Dan? Anything on this one? Yeah, same. I Like, I'm not... I don't have a reaction, really, to Bruce Springsteen. Like, he's fine, and I'm not... Like, I don't seek out his music, but I also don't run away from his music. So it's like, okay, yeah. If it comes on the radio, that's clearly Bruce. Like, you know the voice, you know the, the vibe that he puts out. But it's not... You know, it doesn't speak to my soul. Like, it's not, like, one of those, like, I have to drop everything because Bruce is coming out with a new album or something. Exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. Um, and the last one we have is No Doubt. And no doubt, self-titled LP. Debut album, yeah. So, Dan, you said you have a story, you have a connection. Yeah, so this was my first concert ever. Uh, I was a strapping lad and dragged <laughs> my, my father to a No Doubt concert. <laughs> like, because I had the biggest crush on Gwen Stefani. She was, like, everything that, like, punk rock and that ska lifestyle. Like, it was such a vibe. And her... Just, like, the whole feel that they put out. Like, this was, uh, the concert was in, um, for the Tragic Kingdom, uh, in support of that album. Um, so I kind of remember this CD coming out, but it was, like, I definitely latched on to, like, so many other people. <laughs> like, the, the No Doubt train, I hopped on board very easily with the, the Tragic Kingdom album. This one, I, there was a track on there that I kind of remembered, but as we pulled up the music video to just go down memory lane, it was like, oh yeah, I remember this. And it's very ska punk. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's pretty cool. Um, doing a little bit of deep dive into this album, just kind of looking at it. So they, the songs on this album were up to like, they were written as early as 1987, which is pretty wild to think about that, that they were actually on this album. Some of those songs came out, you know, and they came to these guys that early. Uh, well, yeah, that was what, like five years before this. Right. So they've probably been like really in high school working. or middle school. Yeah, like. 100%. Mm-hmm. It says they spent cool. less than $13,000 in the process of recording this album. Interscope got like pissed that didn't make any money. So they, they, that's why I said they had to, they actually went on a tour. They played alongside the bands of, such as Raging Against Machine, Ugly Kid Joe, Sublime, Dancehall Crashers, 311, Public Enemy, 
Pato Pato Banton <laughs> at Banton and the special beat in order to make the money to self finance that five thousand dollar music video and then release it. So that music video is five grand. By contrast, I'm not saying the Under the Bridge video wasn't better and i'm not saying it's not one of the most downloaded songs ever it's dream songs ever but i mean like i don't know how much that costs but it doesn't seem like a lot more than five grand right yeah the production value was not like there wasn't a clear difference between the two yeah no so so the track we're talking about here is trapped in a box which was actually written by the guitarist about his addiction to television and about how everything you're just somebody just stuck watching tv I think it's another one of those songs that really becomes a flash forward, but also like flashback, right? Because it is a time capsule in the sense that people were addicted to television. However, now that box is literally your phone. It's the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. Everybody's walking around with a box in their hand that they're able to bring up whatever they want and get lost in it. And, you know, some of the lyrics in here... You know, they're saying stuff like, hey, you know, uh, what to eat, what to wear. It's it's all the same stuff. You go on social media, you're seeing the same stuff. Even more so now because it's just... Yeah. <laughs> and it's everybody's personal box. And I, I love going back and doing all of this and this exercise because you see these kind of things. You're like, wow, like life imitates art in such ways. And it's just so cyclical that it doesn't matter. Like they're trying to figure out a way to get you to keep watching television mm-hmm. and you get addicted and you're trapped. And now here we are on our phone. Same thing. So I don't know. Well, as they're doing a music video that they're going to then hopefully get on that box. Exactly. Like, <laughs> right. This, this is a self-fulfilling cycle. It's like, we're going to self-fund this to get this, to get more money, to keep doing this whole thing. I mean, right. it's, it's pretty cool. So, I mean, I don't know. What'd you guys take from it? Jen? Yeah. I mean, I, I figured out that that's what it was about. You know, I didn't sure. know specifically the guitarist. It was subtle. Um, yeah. I know mean, <laughs> it was fun. I thought it was a fun video. Pretty impressed that they did it for five grand, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because I did just find out how much Under the Bridge was. How much was that? 140000 So, I mean, was it really that to big like of a Ga- difference? Like, uh, it was basically like gonzo journalism. Like, he's just walking the streets. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, how did that cost so much money? But I have no idea. Who knows? It's pretty wild, really, when you think about it. Because, like I said, you're like, wow, this video really... You know, but I guess he's playing, you know, a special Fender. I mean, I, I almost, mean, there's so much going on. I almost feel like song. the No Doubt video aged better because there aren't special effects that look really cheesy now. Like, right. you know. Mm-hmm. But, well, I mean, we'll transition right there. You know, another band. I'm pretty positive. I could be wrong here, but I'm just trying to double check. Like, obviously, I know that Red Hot Chili Peppers from L.A., right? They're from California. Correct. I think, no doubt, also... They're from, I think, Orange County. Anaheim, California. So you're talking, like, two different sounds. Completely different sounds. Right. Completely different music. Because I would say Red Hot Chili Peppers really has its own kind of vibe and sound, especially now. I mean, it's going to get a little bit more poppy later on, maybe. Mm -hmm. But I really think this has its own... And this is such a dark song. And such a dark... Right. Dark tones that are in this song. Um... I remember seeing this music video because it was heavily played on uh, the MTV mo- uh, you know, movie awards or whatever because they just played it all the time. So this video would come all the time. So you'd just hear it. And it would literally be jammed in between like, you know, a Nirvana song and then maybe like a Guns N' Roses song and then like this. And you're kind of like different vibe. You know, you, right. hear yeah, that, yeah. you hear that initial and you're like, dun, 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 dun. It's definitely dun, more like. Dun, 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 dun. You just, you know, you're going on a ride. Right. <laughs> you know, like you're going on a trip. So mm-hmm. I don't know. What, what about you guys? How'd you feel about it? Seeing it again now. 
for the millionth time. You know, it's funny. I watched it a million times when I was younger, but I remembered it completely differently. Like, I remember him... In my mind, if you were like, describe this music video before we watched it, I would be like, oh yeah, well, it's Anthony Kiedis under a bridge the whole time without a shirt on just singing at you, which it is similar, but not exactly what it was, you know? (laughs) Didn't remember the special effects. Don't remember him casually just walking down the street. (laughs) You know, people just staring at the camera awkwardly. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't something you remember? The two things that popped into my head when you were like, yeah, this is the music video we're going to talk about. I said, there's a slow-mo action shot of him just running at the camera. And then I did remember him just like randomly walking down the street and singing at people. (laughs) Like... (laughs) The fact that that is over $100,000 worth of production value, I got into the wrong job. It has to be the, like, special effects that now, obviously, are really easy to do and look so dated and cheesy. But back then, we're probably... Right. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that's what cost so much. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, But it is the best baseline. It is one of the best baselines. Please, just awesome. Mm -hmm. And I was a kid, I loved Red Hot Chili Peppers because I played bass. So I always appreciated a band with, like, a good baseline. Yeah, I'm trying to find the number, but I'd given you guys the number yesterday when we were talking about this to get ready. I, I want to say it's like in the billions, but I can't find. Uh, I'm trying to find it. What the the Spotify downloads? Yeah. yeah, Spotify like most stream songs. Hold on one sec. Um, but yeah, I had it on my phone and then I lost it. But. Well, good job by you. Yeah, I mean, most of the songs that are on here, the out of the hundred most streamed songs. This song is number. I think it was in the billions because I think I guessed eighty million or something. Or yeah, I was just here. I I want to say. See now, now I'm killing myself here. (laughs) Keep going. I'm looking. It was here. I had it, and I lost it because it was such a wild number that I was like, "How is that real?" Eight hundred million or one point one billion, or something, something like that. It I is like know. going back to something you said earlier, like the the Red Hot Chili Peppers, like just the evolution of music with them, because mm-hmm. they started out as a very like kind of funky band, like those the any time that uh, Flea gets on that bass and just tears it apart, it's like good lord, it's such a funky like yeah, almost like porn theme, like the that bass yeah. line, yeah. the funky like <laughs> thing there, and it's. They they did that and then like pop stadium rock whatever you want to call it like they, just their evolution and then same thing with no doubt like they started very ska then they went like hard into pop and all that kind of stuff yeah and then obviously um, getting away like Gwen Stefani went off on her own and did like the rap with Eve and all that kind of stuff but like <laughs> the evolution of music's just so like some bands do the same thing for forty years and people are on board with that and then other people are like nope you have to reinvent yourself every couple of years to say stay relevant and it's yeah both are right (laughs) yeah i mean Um, have you ever seen the chili peppers live i have seen them uh one time with um mars volta the mars volta um and that was i think stadium arcadium like um the the tour for that album um but just the one time yeah i saw them back i want to say like 90 Six ninety seven, maybe even ninety five, but it was when yeah. it was when they came out with only socks on at the end, <laughs> okay. and it was them. They were it was them Bush and actually maybe no Ooh. doubt. It, I think maybe that's a good. That's a good. That's I think that's what yeah, it was, and um, that was awesome. And I was very glad because like my dad brought my friends and I to 
a Green Day concert, and I was very glad he was not at this concert because they all came out <laughs> right. with like socks on, and we were sure. all like fourteen-year-old girls, so it would been very embarrassing. But um, yeah, they were awesome live. Yeah, I thought this was a really, really awesome song. I can't actually find it all now, but I know it was a ridiculous amount that's yeah, it was been a playing. Lot. And I thought it was a really awesome song. Uh, for me, I was I always like grunge more than I liked this type of stuff. Um, so I guess I kind of would say a lot of the California sound I wasn't a huge fan of. I was a fan of like the older like the '80s glam metal stuff that came out. Not as much as this, um, including No Doubt. I mean, not that I didn't like No Doubt. I did, but they would not have been my first choice. Dan and mm-hmm. I are just going to ask you to leave the pod closet now. Well, <laughs> well, I know, we, I know, we were talking about our other podcast um, schedule for One Fall, where maybe we're going to have like a wrestling draft later on in the year. So we might have to do some sort of like fantasy, uh, you know, music concert here, uh, where you can pick some of these bands to play some of this stuff. So we'll have to do that. Maybe we'll do that a little later on when we get a couple more people. Uh, I will tell you. Like a you. music fest? Like do yeah, like, like our own like music festival. Like, I, oh, that'd be cool. That'd I be will cool. tell you that I don't know if on the uh, the BLC Palooza, if I'm going to have Iggy Briggy Heart headlining. Mm. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't I don't know the vibe that I'm going to get if I do it, but I mean, damn, that was a big song, Billy Ray, right? Uh, big yeah. mullet. Big like song. I said, oh, like, I mean, you could not be on the planet. Like, it's almost like a tub thumper. Um, like, those types of songs just came and changed the world yeah. at that moment like that specific week in time you could not turn on a radio station is, and not do this yeah. yep and it is embarrassing now to be like oh i did have that cassette i <laughs> did like who let the dogs out? like and you i was couldn't be on the planet and not ask yourself who let those dogs out you know so when we were did we ever find out no no nobody knows unsolved mysteries so when we were when we were initially when we were initially trying to make our format you know part of it was the idea that there's just especially with music in the you know in the 90s about consuming it in multiple different ways mm-hmm. there is plenty of stuff here that you just watch the video right like i didn't own a red hot chili peppers record till californication what was that probably like, 90, like 99 2000 2001 yeah. somewhere around there that was like the first album i ever owned on a cd uh, but i mean if you liked music videos i'm pretty sure that there was a video somewhere of me recording this off of like vh1 because that would be another way that you could watch this stuff mm-hmm. is just watch the videos. Oh, sure. And then the other part is just like what you hear singles on the radio. You know, there's bands that you just hear as singles on the radio. You can record it right off that. I mean, I used right. to do that too. It's such a different thing mm-hmm. because, you know, the way that we consume music now, like we, we were just listening to a podcast in the car before and we were grabbing lunch right before we came in to record this. And did you know that Guns N' Roses apparently like just released a song with like Slash? No. Duff, I think Duff and uh, Axl Rose. Wow. So like, and so they're talking about this song, which I haven't heard yet. We'll listen to it when we, when we get sure. off. But they're talking about this song, and it's like this song's been out since, since September. Like, if that happened in the '90s, like mid to late '90s, that would be a huge deal. Like they're right. coming back, they're recording the song, even in the 2000s. Like mm-hmm. I didn't even know. Yeah. And music just comes and goes, and then you look at what the top charts are, and everything is what people are streaming. Versus, like, how, like, what are we really consuming in terms of an album or in terms of, you know, like, an artist's vision? I don't even, I, I think a lot of it's lost. So I think it's really cool sometimes when you see this stuff, especially these cheaper videos. Because it's really just about the music more than it's about anything else. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's you get those hard. concept videos where it's, like, someone's doing a thesis or something. Yeah. Like, you can get way inside the numbers. I them. mean, my favorite video, and I, I mean, I'll say it here, and it, I mean, my favorite video ever is the Smashing Pumpkins Tonight Tonight video, which is probably one of the greatest videos ever, which is just a whole wild thing, but mostly because I also love the song. Remember that video? 
I, it's like a man in the oh, moon. The it's like a vaudeville, yeah. like man in the moon, and they're like going up, and like it's like they're so going vaguely. in a rocket. Yeah, it's almost uh, like the Michael Jackson, where it's like this is a movie. Like this mm-hmm. is not a, <laughs> it's not a music video. This is a like thriller. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. like insane. It's really cool. We'll we'll watch that later. Yeah. I, I would imagine that's probably ninety three or ninety four because that's off of Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. But right. just like they were trying to tell something, trying to do something, and in these videos you see it's either this like cheaper stuff. Or it's that more heavily produced stuff, but then videos just go away, right? Because you're not really like promoting singles. And like, I don't even know where who releases videos now. It's out yeah. of stitches. I don't even know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Does he still has he still been releasing videos? I'm sure he is. Okay. Because I don't think I think he's probably on house arrest from all of his uh, drug related stuff. But back to uh, <laughs> back to the BLC Palooza, Icky Breaky Heart. I mean, maybe if if we can get in the time machine, he wants to play on the side stage, get everybody warmed up. I mean, he could potentially be my warm, warm up act because ninety two, that mullet, bulletproof, <laughs> bulletproof. You shoot at that man, pff, grazes off of him with that mullet. That was a mullet. Jack. I like how he goes from the ponytail mullet to mm-hmm. the to the just down mullet, and there's really very little difference. In terms just, of <laughs> of wrestling, like where would you rate this mullet if he was a wrestler? Like it's easily oh, it's easily a ten out of ten. Yeah, easily. <laughs> He's, I don't know if it could be stopped. It's unbelievable. And uh, that's his look. He's living his life. You know, I will say this. You know, take it for what it's worth. I really always got him confused with George Michael. Really? Not Just not, not like... <laughs> Wait, look, what? So like if I saw a magazine what? cover or something. What are you saying? And they're like, who's who? Like, I just think he looks like George Michael. I think they had a similar look. Not not the songs, not the music. I'm just making a statement. Like if you're like if like you their see, faces, their faces. If you walk by a newsstand, yeah. they both okay. had like that black. Like that's it, that's it. Take it for what it's worth. You don't gotta kill me. Oh wow. You don't gotta kill the messenger. I can see it. I dropped knowledge bombs. <laughs> you know. I mean, that's what I saw Maybe. through the haze of like me in 2022, thinking back to late 80s, early 90s. I can like, see I it. I don't know. I, who's you know, who. I like. I don't know who's who. There's no internet box. We weren't trapped in the box yet. Like, I don't know the answer, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. You don't gotta yell at me, but uh, you break your heart. It's a. It's definitely a take. It's, it's, a hot it's definitely a hot take. <laughs> I bring the hot it's take. It's at best too. lukewarm. Dan, Dan immediately reached for his phone. He's like, I gotta, I gotta, kind of. I mean, I, I can kind of see it. Sort of ish. Look. Like, just their faces are a little similar. Oh, okay. So, you literally, know. what I said is the two have the but same. But literally, face. they are completely different artists. So I'm not that's... talking about the art. I'm talking about the faces. That's it. <laughs> okay. I'm talking about, like, an entertainment weekly. White guys, brown hair. You know. Yeah, but one of them is like literally from I would imagine that Billy Ray is from somewhere in the South, and George Michael's from England. So they're just they're not even the same. They're not even American. They're not even. Well, one of them is literally American. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's not like I'm confusing two like Southern dude. Like they're not really the same. Yeah, well, that's why it's funny. If oh, you yeah. were confusing him with like Travis Tritt or something, okay. Oh well, yeah, but but. <laughs> and finally, we we got. I mean, unless Dan, unless you want anything more to, to that, that take I gave you, that hot take. Um, no, nothing to add. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave that right where it is. Leave it. We'll leave that at the, the 27 minute mark. Finally, we got uh, Come As You Are by Nirvana. So this is a single that comes off of Nevermind, which we mentioned had just come out. Uh, what a song and what a moment they are having now, 30 years later in the pop culture, just because of the re-release of Nevermind. As well as we just saw the Batman movie, and mm-hmm. that plays heavily into that. And I just can't, I, I can't stress enough how uh, 
when I was a kid, what I knew about Nirvana, because I didn't really listen to Nirvana until like Kurt Cobain died, right? I just didn't, because I think he died in what, 94? Mm -hmm. And so I would have been 11. Heard that he died and everybody was really upset. I'd seen some videos. I'd seen the Unplugged. You were actually 10 though, because it was before. 10, right. So I'd seen the Unplugged. I'd seen some videos. Mm -hmm. I knew who they were and I knew that it was like a, the way that he was talked about was like a, you know, John Lennon type. Right. right. He was talked about like a supernova, like somebody right. who's going to change everything and whatever he wanted to do, he could do it. And then, of course, obviously, with his passing, you're like, man, and the world stopped and everything. Everybody remembered all that and everybody talked about right. all that. But like the one thing he was always against was just like the commercialization of his image in him. And it's right. like, here it is. And I can't. There's so many 20 year old kids out there wearing Nirvana shirts. And you're just like, my God, <laughs> mm-hmm. this man would be rolling over. That's like not since like Token, not wanting anything to do with his movies being or his books being made into movies, has someone like so instantly been like, "This is what you stood for while you were alive. Now you're dead, cash cow." Like that, <laughs> instantly, it's just like, "Yep, we're gonna take everything that you wanted to be about and just piss on it." Yeah, to a, <laughs> to a level that you're literally like, "Man," because you couldn't get any of the you know like you think about it in the mid 90s wherever like you weren't getting nirvana like it's just everywhere nirvana shirts mm-hmm. are everywhere all that stuff is yeah. everywhere and it's just not something i remember and specifically when this uh, all kind of came back maybe in like the mid to early to uh mid 2000s early 2010s like the rock band franchise where they came out with like a kurt cobain you could play as and people are like what the fuck is this right. this is the opposite of what this guy ever would have wanted mm-hmm. You know, playing like a, you know, cover of, uh, you know, Foxy Lady or something. Like, that's just not, like, <laughs> right. what this is for, right? Like, because I think it was just for, like, the come as you are. I think they had, whatever song they had, you can do that. But, um, you know, back to the video. We watched the video. We jammed it into the March because that's when the single came out. But we don't actually know when because these videos is a little harder to find. Sure. Exactly when they first premiered. But how did you feel about the video, Dan? Uh, it, it's just so amazingly 90s like both this and the under the bridge like they did the the layering where it's like we can see the silhouette of someone in the background this is going on like Kurt Cobain is somehow just riding a uh, candelabra (laughs) you have a dog in his cone of shame roaming the streets everything is just wet for some reason like you had the baby you had like the yeah the baby baby. going you had the gun just spinning around and you're like the dollar bill on the fishing line like it's everything's just so dripping in like you don't get this it's this is over your head i'm an artist (laughs) now now i will say if i was 22 though probably the place i'd want to go is i'd probably want to be in i'd probably want to be in the trapped in a box video that looks like that would have been fun good energy Mm -hmm. after that i guess you got to go to the achy breaky heart and try to get your line dance on so it's really like these two videos were kind of depressing in a way where i'm like i don't really know like none of this seems like this would be fun right i mean i don't know think what you i'd rather be shopping in the streets of la honestly with like, anthony guinness running away yeah then like line dancing or being they just look like fun parties i'm just saying sometimes it looks like a fun party I mean, la looked nice it looks sunny fun i mean but isn't under the bridge am i wrong isn't that about doing heroin under the yeah, bridge yeah yeah. So, yeah yeah right so you want to go hang out with a guy who's running away from people doing heroin under the bridge i mean he looked clean no <laughs> He looked like a clean man. He looked cleaned up. <laughs> he looked well kept. Yeah. With his sock on. I would hang out with Anthony Kiedis. What, what about you? Where would you go? Which one of these videos looked like you want to be a part of it? I will say, I mean, the ska scene just spoke to me. Like, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have the, like, you know, uh, 
safety pins coming out of my jacket and all that kind of stuff. Like I, I never had a, an actual spiked, um, Mohawk and didn't never got into the Fauxhawk era either. Um, but just like anytime there's a horn section, like cake, like always give me a cake song. Like any band that has a horn section and pulls it off. Well, I'm, I'm on board. And the drums are heavily, heavily in there. Obviously with tool also like, any band that just kind of hangs their hat on that, uh, I'm, I'm on board with. And it did seem like they were having the most fun. I will say that. Definitely. I mean, Nirvana, you knew, wasn't about that lifestyle. Yeah. Um, same thing. Anthony Kiedis is roaming the streets. Like, I would, I'd be there just because I know it's going to be nice and, you know, it's going to be a good time. But, like, I don't know if I wanted to be under the bridge. <laughs> yeah, I know. Seemed like a lot. But, yeah. Well, that, that actually works out because we usually do a little uh, Fuck, Marry, Kill. So in this case, it would be with these videos. So which video do you want to live in? Which video do you want to just go and have a dalliance? And which video do you want to stay away from? I think we all probably agree that we don't... I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, Jen. But I mean, that Nirvana video, like, I'm good. I don't want to be a part of that one. Yeah, world. no, no, I'm out. But there yeah. is a dog, but I'm still out. Right, I'm out. So as like, a I, So as, as a group, I'd agree. I think we'd all, yeah. you know, Correct. don't want to be involved in that. But it all goes down. I mean, listen, I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going to fuck at that trapped in a box party. That's where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna marry that achy breaky hard. Let's go, let's go. That's a bulletproof mullet. That's a wonderful time. Get me in that world. I'm there for it. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna marry the achy breaky hard. Dan, what about you? What's your FM, FMK? I think. Oof. You know what? I think I'm gonna marry the ska punk. I'm gonna. I'm gonna marry that trapped in a box. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna date and casually see, and then get penicillin for under the bridge <laughs> <laughs> and then i'm staying as far away from the monster truck rally of the yankee break yard wow okay all right wow came in hot there man you don't want to go i mean that, that line dancing look good thumb on the wheels could be there you never know I mean, like it's a party it is a vibe i don't know if i want to be a part of the vibe okay jen what about you bring it in bring it in for the win all right don't tell my heart yeah okay so i'm going <laughs> yeah I'm going to go ahead and, uh, are we talking videos or songs? Are we talking videos? This is straight FMK video? on these videos. There's, videos. there's specific worlds okay. created in each video. I don't video. see any syringes, right? I don't, I don't see any syringes. So I'm going <laughs> to go ahead. You know they're ahead. there. You know. They're I there. I you know <laughs> it's been advertised. Yes. <laughs> I don't see any. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to live under the bridge in LA. <laughs> so you're now street. a troll living, troll under, living the under the bridge. <laughs> Got it. Troll living under the bridge. Got it. It's sunny. Okay. <laughs> There's places to shop. Listen, you've made it very clear where your head's at. You're like, if I don't see a needle, no, I don't. I understand it's implied. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I'm gonna but go. But I'll live. I'll live in that universe. I'm gonna go okay. live in that universe. So you're gonna marry that. Got it. Yep. Um, I'm gonna go hang out in Scotland. You know. Okay. So you're gonna go trap go... myself in a box for a little while. Okay. And then I'm gonna get on out and. uh I gotta agree with Dan on this, and I'm going to stay oh, far wow. away from the achy breaking heart. Wow, then I will keep At my, this point in my life. I will keep my six shooter, and I'll be at the party, yeah. doing the line dancing. Spurs jangling. Give me those Coors Lights, 50 Cent Draft Night. Let's go. It, Don't take the heart. It looks sus. Heart. It looks... I don't know how sus it looked. I, it, it looked. It looked like a wild time, but... Anything else you want to say about music March of 92? Dan, as you are a special guest, we will give you the opportunity. It's interesting. I'm trying to think of like where I would have been 
in this like because i'm definitely like I'd, i would watch the under the bridge i would watch the nirvana i would be listening to or i would probably have heard of the tool thing but like i'm more a tool fan than any of these other acts now i would say but at the time I, they just weren't enough on my radar and everything and i couldn't appreciate the complexity of tool at the time because i was a kid like right. barely knowing what music even was so um but now like tool is like a master class in music and it's just like you can't really be touched i think they're just having fun out in california like they don't really seem to care a whole lot about <laughs> the complexities of it they're just like i'm here to rock i like you can come along but i, I definitely was not at the achy breaky heart but man you guys leave me alone uh, i'm the one that owned the cassette like i'm admitting that <laughs> yeah. that's embarrassing why is it embarrassing it's one of the biggest bangers of 92 what are we talking bangers. about it's the a banger bangers. it's a chart topper achy breaky and i heart. would just play that one song like oh, i don't yeah. right that's all you need that's that's all you need I mean, don't don't tell my heart as is customary, somebody's got to buy dinner. Ooh. So we do a little 90s trivia here. When, okay. we, when we have a three-way going, mm-hmm. it goes like this. You, uh, three questions. Okay. One to one to one. So we got a clockwise rotation. Okay. If you drop off, you could still ask a question, but you're out. So for example, let's say uh, you ask Jen a question, she gets it wrong. I get one right. You get one right. She gets another one wrong, she's out. Okay. She can't come back. It's a double elimination. Yeah. Well, it's just, you know, we, we see where it goes. Two out of three. Right? Is that what we're doing? Or the best out of three? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's usually, yeah, out of three. And if we need a tiebreaker, we will. I will start, Dan. I'll go right to you. What links these clues together? Skids, Zupas, and Manpreys. I mean, they're clothing items. They're pants. Pants from the 90s. Yeah. Dan's on the board. Yep. Okay. Um, I will direct this to Jen. What children's game was introduced in 93 and featured an elephant blowing butterflies out of his trunk while you try to catch them with a net? Well, I have no fucking idea. I've never heard of such a thing. <laughs> That sounds wild. Do you have a guess? <laughs> um, achy breaky elephant. It's very close. Okay. <laughs> is there a steal option here? There is, or is no it... steal. Because okay. usually okay. it's just us, so there is no steal. Okay. So Jen is. Well, down. do you know this? I don't need to tell you if I know it or not. I can <laughs> give you the answer. Well, it was right there in front of you. It's Ella Fun. Uh... See what they did? Okay. Have either of you heard of that? I have not. I have not. Okay, great. <laughs> Pat. Mm-hmm. What links these clues together? Gordon Bombay. Mm-hmm. The Gold. Mighty Ducks. Hockey. <laughs> Bang. Let me stop you. <laughs> Let me stop you right there. Sounds great. Gordon okay. Bombay. Whoops. Dan. Mm-hmm. It's a two-part question. Okay. The movie Say Anything. Featured the iconic moment where Lloyd Dobler serenaded Diane Court by holding a boombox over his head outside of her window. What song was he playing? God, I knew that was going to be the question. Fuck. I'm like, yes, give me John Cusack standing outside in the the duster with his boombox. What is the song? 
I'm going to lock in. Don't tell my heart, my achy, breaky heart. <laughs> <laughs> little before it's time. No, it's In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. Oh, in, yeah, that is it. But I'll let, Correct. this is a double or nothing now. Because <laughs> it literally says double or nothing. Ooh, okay. What sport did he say was the sport of the future? Uh, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure, unless I'm confusing this with another one, he has a, a heavy bag outside of his apartment and he does like kickboxing and um, jujitsu outside of his house. I'm going to say... What sport? Mm-hmm. I'll say karate. I'm gonna go ahead and give this to you because you did say kickboxing. Okay, it is kickboxing. kickboxing. Damn it! So okay. I'm gonna give it to you. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna keep you in the game because that was that was pretty good that you at least were able to bring that back. So I'll, I'll give him I know the, the point. Finer plot Judges ruling. We give him the point. Yeah, you can give him the point. All right, Whew. Dan's got two. Staying alive. Staying alive. What links these clues together? Kirsten Larson. Samantha Parkington, Molly McIntyre. <laughs> that is not a card. That is my, my sandal. You gonna blame that on the chair? That is my sandal. That is literally my sandal. Like I went like that, and I was like, "Ooh, that's gonna be audible." Okay, is Cut it like American Girl dolls? Ding, ding, ding. It is indeed American <gasps> Girl Dolls. Wow. What? Staying alive. Two, one. Wow. Way to make it Coming seem like you one. didn't know. I did that really. Oh, that was, that was really Yes, good. I owned all three of those. It's <laughs> beautiful. Let's slime and Sammy. Which of these is not a compliment? Okay. Fat, fly, whack, dope. <laughs> I, I, I feel like whack is not a compliment. You, yes, no, it's not. Because right? inside out is wiggity 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 whack. Because ah. <laughs> I'm like I'm confused. Like a fat? Like are we spelling a P H A T? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm just making I'm making assumptions on our level of the '90s. Mm. So, recap. Dan, who's about to knock Jen out with these? Uh, <laughs> oh my god. If he can get these two questions, which I think he probably will, has two. No pressure. Jen has one. No pressure. I have two. Dan, what is Weezer's 1994 self-titled first release album commonly called? This is a two-part question. That would be the Blue album. What is Weezer's third album commonly known as? So it was the Blue album, then Pinkerton, mm-hmm. which is the greatest Weezer album. Agree. <laughs> and then... I don't know about that, but that's well, okay. Again, you can Did leave they go the, straight to the, the Green album? Um, you tell me. That's the question. I- <laughs> I'm going to lock in the Green Album. The Green Album is correct. Nice. Jen, you have officially been eliminated from competition. Shocking. <laughs> um, I, I will tip a cap if anyone can get this. 90s Spelling Bee. Okay. Just spell the name. Okay, we'll give you two tries. So you have two tries to spell Kyle Roflovsky. Jen, you want to take this for your chance to get back in the game? I don't know who this is. Um, it doesn't say that you have to recognize the name. Okay, great. Um, but it does tell me who it is. I can tell you either now or after. Like I don't to think know it's now. Gonna... It's not going to change it. <laughs> I don't think it's going to help at all, but no, no, no. he is the one with the green hat on South Park. Kyle. Oh, Kyle. Okay. Mm. K 
K-Y-L-E, with a capital K. So far, so good. Okay. Bra- How do you say his last name? Braflovsky? It's, I'm assuming, Braflovsky. Braflovsky. Mm-hmm. B, capital B, R, U, F, F, L, O, W, S, K, I. Braflovsky. So, because she's already eliminated, I will offer up a steal. If you can get it, I will buy a dinner. Braflovsky. B, R, O, F, L, O, W, S, K, I. More than likely, that is correct. But they have it on here. (laughs) (laughs) Just from what I know of language and everything, like it probably would be a WSKI, but it is B-R-O-F-L-O-V-S-K-I. Bravlovsky. Well, but you live and you learn. (laughs) Right. And what I learned today on this podcast, as we're all want to do to learn things, is I learned... That you guys do not want to fucking party with me in my time machine in Billy Ray Cyrus concert. I'll hop back on when Miley's in the mix. Listen, but- Stitches, Stitches and I are going to jump in the DeLorean. We're going to head back ourselves. What'd you learn today, Dan? Um, I learned that as long as you can't see them, uh, needles are okay. You're, you're fine. <laughs> they don't, ex- don't see them. They don't exist in a world that's literally talking about doing heroin under a bridge. And what'd you uh, learn, Jen? God. Not much. I didn't learn much. <laughs> I learned that anything is possible in the World Wrestling Federation. And Montreal was still a word. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.